What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, we'll look at the Premier League top of the table right now, what the top six is going to look like, and also preview all three games for tomorrow's slate. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. All right, so like I said, there are three Premier League games tomorrow. I'm going to give a lean for every game. Uh, We advertised on uh, Twitter this weekend. We're going to also talk about the relegation picture in the Premier League, who's going down, and who's looking at coming up. But we're going to do that later in the week. Today's show previews the three games tomorrow, and we will look at the top of the table, see who's going to finish one through six. And uh, we'll do that right now. But before we start, I want to let everyone know who listens on Apple Podcasts or listens through your uh, iTunes device. There apparently were some issues getting the weekend shows posted. So I apologize for that. Remember to uh, follow our Twitter account at SharpAnglePod as I'm always posting the Apple uh, and iTunes links on there. So I apologize for not getting anyone the uh, the picks if you have Apple podcast this weekend, but everything should be back to working uh, just fine. All right. So like I said, we're going to look at the top of the Premier League uh, first off, and then I'm going to give a preview and at least a forced lean for all three games tomorrow. Now, as everyone probably knows, uh, Liverpool has wrapped up the title. They are going to be the first place team no matter what. And for all intents and purposes, Man City will finish in second. Something drastically horrible (laughs) would have to happen if Man City were to finish outside of second place. But either either way, uh, even if Man City does slide, which is about a 5% chance, they're still guaranteed top four, which means European soccer next year. What we're going to do when we look at the top teams is mainly focus on three through seven. And let's just start off in order. The number three team, Leicester City, currently sitting with 58 points and I like Leicester. I have Leicester rated as the fourth best team in the Premier League. So just by ratings, I may say that they're going to stay up top, finish top four, but I actually don't think that's the case. I think Leicester falls for the one simple reason. They have a very, very difficult schedule coming up the next couple weeks. They play Arsenal, Man United, Tottenham. Frankly, what I think when you look at Leicester City, they just had a really uh, you know, easier parts of their schedule leading up to this point in the season. That's why they're still, well, that's why they're in third place right now. So Leicester City, 58 points, very good team, probably going to finish top six, but they will slide because very difficult schedule. They also have uh, Sheffield United in there. Uh, never easy. Uh, number four is Chelsea. They are 57 points, just one point behind Leicester City. And Chelsea's playing really well. Next three games, they've got Sheffield, uh, Crystal, and Norwich. Not in that order. It goes Crystal, Sheffield, and Norwich. And Chelsea, they just had to have it come together this year. They just had to have it click. And it looks like it has after the break. Now, N'Golo Conte picked up a hamstring issue over the uh, win at Watford. So that's going to be a question mark going forward. But it's not really about Chelsea in this battle for them and Leicester, it's about Leicester's tough schedule. So uh, Chelsea, they should finish top four. They've looked really good. And speaking of looking good after the break, Man United has probably been the best team post-break. They haven't shown any weaknesses. They are already one of the deeper teams in the league. And Old Gunnar Solskjaer has really got a feel for how to rotate this team. Man U will probably jet uh, right on up to fourth, if not third place in the Premier League. So... I see Chelsea and Man U finishing 3-4 in whatever order, uh, and Leicester probably finishing in 5th. Now, 
teams in six, seven, and eight right now, the Wolves, Arsenal, and Sheffield, I just don't think that the Wolves, well, let's start with the Wolves. They're very similar in my mind to Sheffield. They just don't have the firepower to keep up with these teams late in this, you know, late season push. I think the Wolves are a great team. I think they have one of the most underrated coaches in the Premier League, but at 52 points, you know, I just don't think they're going to be able to catch Chelsea or Man United. Now, they're only three points behind Man U right now. Man U's got 55, but still, it's not, they don't have enough in the tank. I simply believe they're not nearly as good as uh, this ranking or frankly, the record says they are right now. Arsenal, I, I just don't trust them to catch and then leapfrog Leicester, Chelsea, or Man U. But, you know, they're clearly better than the Wolves, at least in my rankings. And then Sheffield United, same thing as the Wolves. They're a great defensive team, well-structured. They just don't have the firepower or depth to compete in this race. So I see it ending Chelsea 4 or 5, Man U 4 or 5, and Leicester number 5. Uh, Arsenal probably finishes around 6 or so, and the Wolves and Sheffield not... Uh, not going to play European soccer, at least probably shouldn't play uh, in the Premier or uh, in the uh, Champions League next year. All right, now let's get to the three games tomorrow. I'm going to give a quick handicap for each, and this is a lean for each game. Uh, first game, Crystal Palace and um, Chelsea. Uh, just remember a couple weeks ago where Crystal was the hot pick. Everybody on Twitter was picking Crystal Palace. It's when they played Burnley. Right, Everyone's screaming from the rooftops to bet Crystal, this is their spot. And then they fell flat. Lost a game afterwards. Now it seems like everybody is selling their Crystal Palace stock. Oh, how quickly things change, right? But we're winning betters. We don't fall for small sample size. What we've just seen lately, we look at the big picture, don't we? And here's the thing. Chelsea lost to West Ham a couple games ago, and that was a big deal. Everyone saw it. Everyone's talking about it. Then they bounced back this weekend in a great spot, great win for them. I mean, that was about as good a spot against Watford. You're going to get Chelsea all season long. They get the big win, and now they hit the road again. So they're kind of back to normal, right? That last game was a game to bet Chelsea, not this game. And on the other side, you're going to get a Crystal Palace team who is... Really, I mean, yeah, they've lost three games in a row, but if you go in and watch those games, yeah, they lost to Liverpool. Everyone loses to Liverpool. They uh, lost one nothing to Burnley, and honestly, we had Burnley that game, uh, but I'm the first to say that they didn't look horrible, and then they lost their last game. So it, now everyone's selling their stock because they've seen Ch- uh, Crystal Palace lose a couple games in a row. But Crystal Palace is still a very good team. This is a very good defense, and... Chelsea suffered a very potentially significant blow. We already mentioned uh, Ngolo and Conte. He got the hamstring injury. So he's out for Chelsea. Uh, Mateo Kovacic is out. Tomori is out. And on the other side, Crystal Palace, no new injury concerns. As a matter of fact, they welcomed Christian Benteke back last game. So they're healthy. They are way undersold in this spot. I understand how good Chelsea is, guys. I know. why You just heard me explain it. I think that this is one of the best teams post-break. Right now, I'd take them even money over a lot of most teams in the Premier League right now. Chelsea's very, very good. But this is an overreaction. The first half, so here's how we're going to play this. First half, we're going to go Crystal Palace plus a half or double chance. So if the game draws in the first half, we win. If Crystal Palace wins in the first half, we win our bet. Crystal Palace plus a half in the first half. That right now, you can find that as we are uh, recording this on DraftKings, minus 127. 
And again, no one's going to be picking this game. Most people should be on Chelsea, first of all, because everyone likes the favorite. But second of all, you know, here's the thing. When everyone else zigs, we zag. Crystal Palace was the hot team a couple weeks ago. After just a couple losses, everyone's selling their crystal stock. That's when we're getting in. Crystal Palace, plus a half, first half, minus 127. All right, next game, Watford and Norwich. Oh, I like this game too, and I actually have a bet on this game. We'll get to that here in uh, just a little bit. But this is a clear ratings mismatch to me. And I've been waiting to play teams like Watford or West Ham in this exact spot. When Watford faces Norwich right here, and this line has shifted, what we're getting is a clearly better team who's not being priced as the clearly better team. Watford is in a relegation fight right now. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, we'll talk about the relegation battle later on in the week. But to give everyone an idea, um, let's see here. Watford is uh, one point above the relegation line. Watford has 28 points. Aston Villa, 18th, has 27 points. So a lot of people, you just look at the ratings. You just look at how many points they have in the table. You see that there are uh, no wins in their last five games. They have not looked good since the break. But Watford is not nearly that bad. We're still talking about a complete full Premier League team here. Troy Deeney, one of the best strikers in the Premier well. A very good striker. I won't say one of the best in the Premier League because the Premier League is loaded this, these days with good strikers. But, I mean, he's right up there with some of the best in the world. Like, Troy Deeney is very, very underrated for Watford. He should absolutely play. Uh, DeCourier, the midfielder. You talk about someone who can get up top and score. He's one of the best young players in the Premier League. I think Watford is actually really talented. Everyone's still talking about Gerald uh, Dale LeFeu's injury and Daryl Jamnat's injury. Guys, those two injuries happened a long time ago. They've been playing many games without them. And besides them, no one else is hurt. This is a healthy team. What I think is happening here is everyone's seeing Watford's overall record, the last couple games, and they're just putting these two teams on somewhat of an even level. Now, Watford money line right now is minus 150. I do have Watford, but I got them earlier in the week at minus 127. Or excuse me, minus one, yeah, 127. So here's the thing is we don't like giving out lines that aren't available, even though we just had a, did that on this show. So we're going to actually give out kind of a bonus pick right after this game. But I just want to finish here with the Watford Norwich. I still think there's a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of value on Watford minus 150. But what I would recommend doing is watching the game, seeing how it unfolds, because it, we know Norwich, they're pesky. They're going to try and push early, especially against Watford's defense. You can probably get a better line during the game. So maybe watch, see if that thing comes down a little bit. But even if you want to make the pregame bet, I still see very, very minimal value, even though there is value in Watford, minus 150. Now, as I said, I've got a minus 127. I love that line. We just made a faux pas because we're never supposed to give out lines that aren't available anymore. But I was kind of pigeonholed myself because I want to let you guys know I have a bet. It's not available, so... Sorry about that. But to make up for it, like I just said, let me give you guys a bonus pick. This game is uh, a couple weeks out, 10 days out, and this line is fresh. It just came out yesterday morning, and it hasn't moved since I bought it. I got in at this price yesterday morning. The New York Red Bulls play the Columbus Crew on July 16th. New York is a plus 180 underdog on the money line to beat Columbus. 
The reason why I like New York here, I'm not going to give a deep handicap, but this is being priced as if it's being played in Columbus. And even if it's not a 100% home field advantage for Columbus, they're certainly pricing this as if it's not a neutral uh, neutral site game. All these games are being played in Orlando. The New York Red Bulls, they'll have, I think, three games before this, too, to get their legs warm. Columbus only has two. And on top of all that, I give a huge advantage, a head start for teams who play a strict system like the Red Bulls compared to Columbus, who's really kind of uh, uh, free, freestyle. So we're going to go New York Red Bulls plus 180 on July 16th over the Columbus crew. And my last game of the day here, Arsenal and Leicester. This is a really interesting game. Now, Let's take a minute to look at both teams pre-break and post-break. Leicester was one of the best teams in the Premier League pre-break. Now, we mentioned earlier in the show, it's probably because of that schedule, but still, they were playing very, very good soccer. Sitting at third, a comfortable third place in the Premier League. After the break, it's been, well, not very good. They haven't been able to score goals. They've been doing everything well except for scoring. They've been in some tight games against some good teams, but a lot of people are selling their Leicester stock. And Arsenal, I mean, hell... You talk about good before the break. They had lost only two of their previous 13 games before the break in all competitions. The difference is Arsenal has been scoring a lot of goals coming back. They have been playing seamless. So this is a spot, again, when everyone else zigs, we zag. This is a great spot to take Leicester City because Leicester's not nearly as bad as this line's making them. Leicester has, it's kind of similar to Watford, how I've just been waiting for, it seems we, it seems like months I've been waiting to take Watford in the right spot. It's kind of the same with Leicester. Leicester's a very, very good team, you guys. The, the idea that we should just sell Leicester stock now at this point in the season, that this thing is cheap. We should have sold our Leicester stock weeks ago if we were going to do that. Now is where you buy Leicester stock. And I had to clean my glasses off because I saw Leicester plus 135 draw no bet. That, that's a must play. Especially with Arsenal playing so well lately. This is like the classic spot for Arsenal to take their foot off the gas. So we're getting a hungry Leicester team who has really slipped. They're going to be playing all-out motivation, and I guarantee you're going to see the same start, a similar start at least, that you saw in the Chelsea game, where Leicester's just coming out very, very hot. And and again, Arsenal, if there's any team who takes their foot off the gas and gets complacent, it's going to be Arsenal, and it's going to be in this spot. All right, thanks so much for listening to the show. Hopefully we get the whole iTunes nonsense working. Hopefully that was just a weekend issue, but uh, we'll see there. So good luck, everyone, on these games, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player.